Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jay Mert? Oh, yeah, I am ready to fight with our guests today. Oh, are you going to fight with the guests? That's not polite, Jen. Well, he'll be all right. I mean, here we invite him on and then you're going to sucker punch him? I don't think so. No, we are honored today. We are honored today to have Jesse Zagorski. Welcome, Jesse. Hey. What's going on, guys? How are you? Welcome, welcome. We are good. Jesse is a big time, fabulous agent and influencer. He's in San Diego. He runs the Live Love San Diego Homes team, right? I do. Yes. And, but you're more than just an agent, aren't you? I am. And we could argue about where I'm from. We could say I'm not from San Diego. That would be really kind of a funny rabbit hole to go. I mean, we won't. I actually am from San Diego. <laughs> we can we, just we say that. that, that um, yeah, no, I, I've been a coach, a trainer, a real estate nerd. I've owned my own brokerage for with my mother for 14 years prior to coming to EXP. Like I've, you name it in this industry, I've probably done a little bit of this, this a little bit of that. I just like testing and breaking things and figuring out what works. Nice. You know, we just did an episode on being in business with family members. So we, we could have asked Jesse to join that party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's sure probably you. a good, and, and, but that, but that's not for, 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 you know, from a fight club standpoint, that's not really a, my mom and I have the best relationship. I'm truly grateful to have worked. I'm a mama's boy. Sort of, sort of. Oh, cool. Nice. Love that. Love that. All right, guys. Well, thank you as always for joining us. Be sure to go, you know, to the Insta talk and the Facegram and follow us on all the places. And uh, we appreciate you subscribing also to wherever you listen to your podcast. So today, Jen and I and Jesse are going to probably fight a little bit about Let's dance. Yep. Uh, What are the top three mistakes or are you making one of the top three mistakes in communicating with your clients? What are the top three mistakes we're making in today's modern age kind of of texting and EM, uh, emailing and DMing? I kind of combined those two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jesse has started a book on this subject. Like this is his jam. So Jesse, kind of give us a little introduce, introduction to this concept and then we'll dive into the top three mistakes agents are making. Yes. Yeah, so, so the uh, the book that, I mean, I really have been working on this book, but I, it's funny. I keep, it's one of the projects I keep putting aside, but I've, I've given this talk so many times from small audiences, big audiences. And the, the, the topic is the cardinal sins of text, DMs, and email. And most, most books on communication style, especially like texting and DMing are super dry, pretty mm-hmm. boring, pretty yawn inducing. And so I take a different uh, approach to it and I, we can try to argue about them, but I think the things I'm going to teach, like if we break it down to the top, like I don't even have a top three, we literally do top two. We could okay. probably come up with a third, but I, I mean, I have a long list of them. They're so common sense. When I say them, you're probably like, yeah, maybe I'll try, but we'll, we'll try. Right. You like you- aggregate this list because you were just seeing so many errors or what was what's the context how did it come about yeah i'm just an angry human being and i get really frustrated no i'm kidding no i I love people actually so really it came more of um in my career my last phase before the current one um the last downturn 2008 to 2014 i was selling a lot of bank-owned homes Mm -hmm. and it it was a strictly email-based 
communication oh, so style. frustrating. Like, no, it was amazing. Oh, it's terrible. I never, no, it, it was because check this out. It allowed me to sell hundreds of homes without ever having to like a year, hundreds of homes a year without ever having to talk to anybody. And I actually like people, but in terms of efficiency, it is so much easier. And occasionally you pick up the phone, but for the most part, everything is in writing. And it's just, when you learn to clearly communicate and get down what you need to do, I moved to Thailand. I moved to Thailand in 2013. I worked one to two hours a week. That's it. One to two hours a week. I didn't carry a cell phone for a year and I still sold homes in San Diego while living in Thailand because it was all email driven. End of that podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would, I agree that it's definitely a lot more efficient. Is this even yes. one of your tips points? Is it no, no? Not even. We added the third. Okay, yeah, we added that. We added that. So, 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 in terms of like, it is, is it better to be in writing? I don't know. All I know is this: that was back in two thousand eight, and I've watched the patterns grow because the this book was originally the cardinal sins of like email, then became the cardinal sins of text and email. And that's the cardinal sins of text, DMs, and email. More and more of our communication in real estate and as human beings, right, is going to written. Right. Like we try to work in video text and audio messages, but like, but it's not even like time? all writing. It's like condensed writing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like watch this for either of you guys, for Jennifer, Monica, when was the last time someone called you just like your phone rang and you answered it? Like, I'm not talking business because sometimes still in business, we do pick up the phone, but mostly it's like a friend or relative. When was the last time someone called you without texting you first to say, Hey, are you free? I mean, my, I'm guilty of that. I do that. I still check in with friends and just call them. But you're right. Mostly people do that. They text. Yeah, but you just, you just said guilty. That's look look at the language shift. You shouldn't be guilty. That's what we used to do normally. Was we would pick up the phone call to show we loved and we cared. Now it's like, oh, sorry, I called you. Like I should have texted first. It's like, so it's like annoying when people text like, "Are you free?" To me, I'm more right. I Why is that annoying? It's annoying. If I'm not, I won't answer or whatever. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Cause now it's like, okay, yeah, I'm free. Okay. Well, who's going to call you? I don't know. I don't like it. Just call. But, but well, does it happen? Yes. Right. It does. You might not like it, but it's where it's where we are. So that's why I shifted that. That's where, that's where this whole thing came from, which was, okay. If we're going to do so much of our communication and writing. And I, I mean, it used to be just millennials. Now it's everybody. Right. We have clients that we almost never talk to. It's literally, it would be easier to pick up the phone. And I try to tell my agents all the time, pick up the phone because it's so much easier, but they're going to text back and forth. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So because so much can be lost, should should we dive into one of the, one of the, yeah, give us a tip. Give us the cardinal sin. Okay. So I got, I have to frame up the, the first one. I I frame up all these with like a little like story. So maybe this is like bonus tip. I like little bonus tips ready. And this, you you could, you could argue this one, but I think this one's gonna be pretty obvious. Let's say you guys are both truck drivers. Okay. 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 If you're, if you're listening to this podcast and if you're this podcast and you're driving right now, don't close your eyes, but otherwise everybody else who's listening, close your eyes. I want you to visualize this. Okay. You are a truck driver driving a semi truck driving down the road. Okay. You guys visualize this too. Okay. Got it. You've got in one hand, you've got a sandwich. Okay. You're hungry and you're eating a sandwich. Whatever it is, it's a sandwich you love. You're eating it. The other hand, you've got probably like a drink because you're thirsty too. Right. And then you got to, you got to put some makeup on. So you pick your, you pick your makeup off the seat next to you. You're eating a sandwich, putting (laughs) makeup on. Right. And you're driving a big rig going like 70 miles an hour down the freeway, eating a sandwich, putting on makeup and your cell phone buzzes and a message is coming in. Uh, how much, how much, bra- okay, go ahead and open your eyes. How much brain power are you going to give to that message as it comes in? All of it. Really? <laughs> I'm gonna you're going to die. Right you're going to crash your big brain. You can't give any. I'm already dead. Okay. Yeah. Monica just said it. Say it again, Monica. 
you can't give any power to it. You've got everything else going on. Okay. If you keep that visual in mind, whenever you text, DM, or email someone, that that's most likely the frame of the, the amount of energy they're going to give to your message. Right. It makes all this stuff go better. Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. I like that actually. Like the conciseness of the message then in some way? Every rule I'm going to teach you from conciseness, choice of words, the way you put first, second things, everything goes together under that one simple, because you're writing to people that are reading your messages while standing in the grocery store, while their Mm -hmm. kids are running around and they're embarrassed and they're shouting while they're Mm -hmm. sitting on the toilet at three in the morning, they're reading your text messages, your email. Like this is how people consume the things we write. And we, and we get offended when they don't respond back the way we thought. I'm like, they didn't even pay attention to what you read the whole thing. That's right. They might've even looked at the preview screen of the message and didn't even look at the actual message. Right. right. So, so did you ever hate that when you get a message from someone that the first like six or seven words say nothing and you're like, I don't even want to click on this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got 15 unread. T- anyway, okay. So here's what we're going to get to rule. number. Okay. Now, that, now I laid kind of some groundwork. This is tip number one, the black to white ratio. Okay. Okay. Black to white ratio. So most people are, vi- and I don't know if you guys are doing this. We haven't texted that much. We haven't DM, but I'm going to imagine that you probably do it because everyone does this. You are violating the black to white ratio. Here's what it is. In a message, black is the text. Mm-hmm. White is the space around it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You are writing emails that are these big blocks of text, text messages that are like a page of scrolling or at least oh, one thing. Don't okay. Do that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you guys aren't doing that, but without any line breaks in between, without any bullet points, without anything, are you, are you guys guilty of that? No, I'm a bullet pointer. Okay. I've, I I've received messages like that. And I, yes, I know what you're talking about. It's yes, very for hard sure. to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very hard. If you look in your phone, it would take about 30 seconds to find an email or a text. Yeah. Just that got one a little bit ago from a client that did a bunch of research on past comps. Oh my I didn't even read God. it. I was like, okay, fine. He did his research. That's great. Good out, job, baby. See, but, but, we, but we can't change how our clients are going to communicate. But when we respond back, some people have a tendency to write this long paragraph message back. Don't do it. Break mm-hmm. it into bullet points. Like that's where like you want to make it easier for them to digest. And when you write an email, most people are reading your emails on a cell phone. Right. Mm -hmm. We write them on a computer, but they're reading them on a phone. So you're going to write this email that looks great. And then you look at it on the phone and it's just like this big block of text still. Yes. No one's going to read your stuff. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That does make a lot of sense. So like when you're saying break it up, are you saying like create more space or also send it in like multiple texts? So that depends on what you're trying to create. Um, I would try to get a price improvement, Jesse. I would, I would say you're going to send it as one text mainly because you need the first sentence of your text is basically your subject line that shows in the preview window is the most important thing needs to go first. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't matter how long it is. Or if you realize you've written this long message and you send it by accident, I send a second text afterwards, a little three fingers pointing up saying the, the recap of what it was. Right. This is about X, Y, Z. That way in the preview screen, before they click on it, they can see the little, like, this is about right. Escrow issue. I don't know what I'm just making things up. Right. We're like the hole in your roof that needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, so, but I'm saying more like break up the the words, whether it's leaving blank lines in your text, using emojis, bullet points. Like I use, I use the green checkbox emoji as as a bullet point in a text message. I like it. What about other emojis? Depends on your style. Depends who you're writing to. I I think I treat emojis like digital rapport, right? So in real life, 
if we were like, no, I'm, I'm like, we're all nodding our heads together, right? On Zoom right now, we're yeah, all nodding our heads. Because we're rapport, yeah. Because uh, we're rapport, right? And, and so we're, we kind of talk the same pace, the same volume, all three of us. If, let's say, I talked like <laughs> oh, this. You would not be a guest. You, we would be ending this podcast. <laughs> You would, but what if I was your client and I had a million dollars to buy a cash property? A cash million dollars. A cash million dollar buy. Okay. Would you, would you slow you. down and talk to me like this? Sure would. Okay. Yes, Same I thing would. with emojis and text messages. First of all, we are not 11-year-old children. Please, like, we don't have to use as many emojis. But, right, but, like, but, but if your clients use emojis, I tend to use emojis. If they don't, mm -hmm. I don't. I use whatever they do, but I'm still going to be me. The, the, the point of all this is you authentically have to be yourself if you are not... It it comes. It feels so weird. Like don't don't right. use emojis if you don't normally use them. But like, yeah, so. I I agree with your your first point of like if it's long, like create some space so that because there are so many different types of people, and a lot of people do read in a list. It's very few people that enjoy like paragraph reading. And so, are you saying, Jesse? So, for instance, if we need if we have three questions. The, the top of the text would say three questions that need answers or three need answers from three questions or something. Yes. And, then and then I would go one, two, one, three, but, two, but I three. would tell you this because one of my other rules, and this is, this is uh, maybe it can be one of our, it wasn't one, this didn't make my top three, right? I made a list of my top three, but it could be at the top three. Now you only want to ask one question at a time. Yes. One. You know what? You're it, absolutely it, right. But it is, uh, that is also super annoying, Jesse. Like yeah, some but, but, people, like I can answer three questions, but I know what you're saying. A lot of people. Most people can't. They're going they to can't. answer the last question you ask them. That's all they'll answer. Yeah. So, so if they, if all three of them really have to be answered and you really can't do more than one message back and forth, because maybe they, they take hours to get back to you and you just know you're like, if I don't ask them now, they're never going to answer. But maybe if it's three questions, it should be a phone call. Right. Like that's one of those things where you're like, I have three questions. When can you talk for five minutes? Question mark. There you go. Got it. Yeah. Like, I would move them if it ha if it feels that long or you're going to go back and forth. Like if there's three things you need answers to, I'm going to ask the most important one first. When they answer that, I'm going to send the next one. And then but otherwise this is back to your original point, if, if we have the if we have the perspe uh, perspective that they're doing 400 other things other than looking at our stuff, that makes total sense. Right. Yeah. But also, too, if you know your client and they are more like me, they if you ask me one question at a time, I'm a punch in the face. I mean, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Ask me your questions. Get off, or call me. Or, but to your point, call me. Right. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but you no, would know that. I mean, th these these are all general generalities. Yeah. But like if for, I would say. I, I don't have any real scientific evidence. It's just my own life and tracking this. That's if science. You, if you ask someone, yeah, my life is science. Yeah, if, very scientific. If, if you ask someone three questions in a text message, I'm going to say eight or nine times out of 10, they're not going to answer all three. You're right. They're answer You're one. right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So ready for, ready okay. for number Let's two? Let's go number two. Number two. You ready? Okay. I believe most people are making the mistake of not rereading their messages before they send them Ooh, and even better hundred percent they're not rereading them out loud oh wow Wait, I feel if, like I had a, if i had a visual like thing i could go guilty like right on my forehead right now right? i would so freaking go guilty and and, and here's where you, you need to see what I'm so look so, so not only do you acknowledge that you're guilty but you also know why it's important immediately like, just yes. think about like, I have a post-it on my monitor that I, I, I go through all sorts of post-its. It's like my, my, like my monitor. <laughs> this is my newest post-it. If you can read it, you can see what that says. Slow down. 
Because yes. I, I talk fast, I think fast, most of the most realtors, but like if I just slowed down half of the mistakes in my career probably would have been avoided. And, <laughs> and think about when you get a text message, unless you speed read or skim when you're in the small minority of people, you probably read it in your head in your own voice, or maybe a funny, I mean, it's like, hi, or whatever voice you hear in your head, but like <laughs> people read things and they hear the voice in their head. You get right. You yes. guys get that. Yes. So when you stop and read it out loud, one, it slows you down. Number mm -hmm. two, you can hear what it's going to sound like. And, you, and you're like, oh, that doesn't mean what I think it meant. Yeah. Or it's something totally wrong, funny story. My mother, who likes doing voice to text, is my business partner, is now in her mid-70s, you know, probably next 10 years ago, once told a client to go F himself <laughs> using autocorrect. It wasn't even F himself. It was all spelled out. Like it was like, oh, like, 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 like I don't know if I can curse on this podcast or whatever. Like, and, and it was to one of our luxury high-end clients as a buyer. And I, we were in a group text and I called her. I was like, do you know what she just sent? She's like, no. And she looked, she's like, oh. <laughs> and, and so the funny part there is what was she typing into her phone on a regular basis that the phone thought it was important right. to autocorrect it? How to much the, was she right. saying that? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. That's amazing. <laughs> but we've all had that, right? Where you're like, or you get these text messages are like, what does that say? I have no idea what that means. How did they click send on that? I have no, so if you just reread it out loud, emails. Well, we're DMs. driving, eating a sandwich and putting on makeup, <laughs> Jesse. Right. right. Well, so true. So, it, how much time in your day would it add? I mean, we send a lot of messages and the, do I say you have to reread every single one of them? Yes. Like oh. literally just like, is there someone that don't matter? Fine, whatever. But like, what do you send in writing that doesn't matter? Mm -hmm. How much time would it take you? An extra 10 minutes a day, 20 I, minutes a day, 30 minutes a day? Attacked. I, I, I'm not personal. No, I'm personally attacking you. <laughs> don't you think that one of the challenges is our brains work faster than our fingers? And so we can't. Well, that autocorrect is not right. I want to mm -hmm. turn that thing off. Mm -hmm. Your brains work faster than fingers, but that, but. But does your brain work factor, factors in the, than the send button? Like just pause before you send. Right, like it's, it's, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Hold on. We, we've got, I've got some questions yeah. for Jesse, but I think Maybe. we should take yeah, a quick take break quick. and come back. Yes. Take a quick break. Hear a word from our favorite partners. And when we return, we'll ask Jesse more questions and get our third tip. Are you struggling with what is the ideal path for you? What's next for you? There's so many options to try to figure out and there's so many different ways that you can take your business, but it's all pretty confusing. So our coach, Coach John Kitchens, came up with a short little quiz that will help you figure out the ideal path for you. Go to realestatecareeraccelerator.com, take the free short quiz and figure out your ideal path. That's realestatecareeraccelerator.com. If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. Welcome back to the battle inside the ring. I don't know if we're fighting so much as I think Jen and I are having some realizations that we need to I'm slow down and type less. Are, are you battling your inner demons? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Myself. 
<laughs> Wait, and Jesse, before we, we tap into a, another cardinal sin, so, so far we've got the black to white ratio and be more concise, and I get that. And then the other one is to slow down and reread out loud your message. Talk, talk about, is is communication a mirror and matching thing and something we should set up in the consultation, like, hey, what's best for you? Or because our business is so critical and important, you know, our conversations better for us to have? Are we avoiding picking up the phone and having calls because we think we should text it to them out of convenience? What do you think about that? Yes and yes. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, can I say it depends? So no, no. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> no, it's, it's, how about it's a combination? It's okay. a combination. So on, on my, I'm a systems guy. I believe duplicatable systems bring duplicatable results. So on my buyer intake form, like my first time I meet a buyer, my team meets a buyer, we do the same thing every time. At the top of it, we literally have little questions. We ask for their favorite snack, favorite non-alcoholic beverage. And we say, what do you prefer? Calls, texts, or emails. We just ask them, right? And whatever they like, that's what we're going to gravitate towards. We're going to use what they like best. But we also know that we're in charge. Like, like we need to take the, we need to take charge when we need to take charge and guide them the way they need to be guided. And so if it's, even if they like texting, like just text me, if I know a voice to voice call is going to work better, I'm going to text them to say, call me, we got to talk. Mm-hmm. You just bought okay. a boat and you can't qualify for your loan anymore. Your lender just told me, right. You're an idiot. No, you don't say that. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> We're having an issue with your loan. Please give me a call. Right. Like, right. like you, like when's, when do you, when's five minutes for us to connect? Like that's, you're going to get to the medium right. you want, but, but starting from where they want on it, they want to be. Does yeah. it change though? Because I think, cause you had mentioned like during doing like the foreclosure business and the bank business, it was mostly email. So do you think at some point there's like a shift in in your, it depends combination response or no, it just you mean with, with each client or like when, as the years roll forward uh, with your own business, as you maybe do more like agents that maybe are doing over a hundred deals. No, yeah. you think it's the same. No, no, it's, it's, it's always, I mean, this is a service business. It's always dependent on where, what's, what the client wants sure. in terms of method of communication. And it's our job to communicate what we need to communicate to them. Mm-hmm. And so if it's a phone call is going to be better, I'm going to get them on the phone, but right. I, I'm going to honor their wishes. Like if they literally tell me, Hey, Jesse, when you show up to a house, I want you wearing all black dressed like a mime. And if they're, if they're a serious high bend buyer, I'm like, I'll dress like a mime. That's cool. Like yeah, I, I think nothing against that morally. Like it's cool. You want me to mime through the house? Like, you, like <laughs> that's what I mean by a service business. Like it's, if it's not absurd or offensive or illegal, well, fine, we'll try it. Right. What if they wanted you to dress up like a Chippendale? Something? Uh, have you watched that show? No, not yet. It's so good. Anyway, not to go on the rabbit hole. Yes. Um, if they want to dress like a Chippendale, I'd have to check with my wife. I guess it, maybe, maybe it depends on the price point. <laughs> right. Of course. Everything's possible. Oh my God. Okay. Back <laughs> to the third tip. What else? What's a cardinal <laughs> sin? Another cardinal sin we're guilty of. Dressing like a Chippendale. Yeah, <laughs> right. Cardinal right. Sin number, <laughs> number three. Especially me. No. So, so I, I had trouble picking a third because truly it was there's so many different little rules, but I, I just wanted to give it a quick bonus tip. So this is not like a cardinal sin people are, if you're not doing this, you're not really like violating a rule. And this might be a good one that we can fight about Jennifer. Okay. okay ready? I'm ready. I believe, I believe pictures and gifts, especially in a text message are amazing. And we should use them as long as it's in rapport with the client yes. whenever possible. <laughs> I love it. Well, so I like gifts. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you hate them. Okay. So I, I get, thought you'd say no, Jen. Yeah, I thought you'd say no too. No, I like gifts. I don't know. I don't know. Can, can, I, tell, can I tell you why? Yeah. 
because a lot of what we do in real estate is serious and it's stressful. And anytime you can lighten the mood, not, I'm not talking mock it or be just like ridiculous, but like if you can have a little fun and it goes with your personality or just at least lighten it slightly at the appropriate Mm -hmm. moment. I just think it goes a long way to helping your clients make it through what we, what's a a pretty big stressful time for a lot of clients. Yeah, for sure. Like if something goes well and you're like, phew, you can do the phew. Yeah. It it takes like a few seconds, but it's, if you work pictures into email, like it's just, it makes you memorable. It creates that feeling. If you want to generate a steady stream of referrals, it's that feeling you leave with your clients and people, that's, what's going to endear them to you. And even if they're the most engineered type, like they're still going to find the right, gift that goes with like you get really artful with it within seconds you can search in the little gift search box and find if you don't like them then don't send any of that no emojis no (laughs) but but everybody likes something like even like gifts like like maybe you know your your clients really into star star wars and so you're going to like find the appropriate star wars gift Mm -hmm. there's so many things that work when you get creative with this that's i love that monica what do you have a tip well, so here's my, here's what I'm thinking as we're talking about this. And I appreciate this conversation because I'm going back through like, how do I operate? Because I'm definitely a phone person. I'm of a certain age and I like the convenience of a text. But I think what I look at is, is this more of a yes, no, or a finite answer that I'm looking for? Then that's text worthy or text acceptable. If I feel like this requires any sort of discussion and that I can add value and they might have a question, I am just going to pick up the phone. I just, I feel like a text is like a, a Hershey kiss and a conversation is like a big giant bar of chocolate. You know what I mean? Like I want to provide the big bar of chocolate. I just, I think. But are you going to schedule the call? Are you going to send a text or whatever and say, Hey, when do you have 10 minutes for a call? If I know that they have a job that they don't have a lot of freedom, like I have clients right now that they have no freedom. So I'm like, call me when you're on a break. She's a nurse. Call me when you're on a break or what time do you get off today? I need five minutes of your time. So I just, I think at the end of a deal, if I've had conversations with them, it feels like better service. And I'm open to being wrong about that, but that's just how I feel. Uh, Jesse. I, 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 I think for the clients that you work with, it probably is a fit. But mm-hmm. I bet there are clients that would prefer a text sometimes. They don't yeah, want to talk to you. And You're it's probably. not personal. It's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's because the world has evolved where that that's so much of communication. Like think about the people you were closest with. Like mm-hmm. my wife and I, she, my wife is probably the person, I've been married for 10 years, together for 15. She's probably the person I'm closest to spend the most time with these days. We have two little kids. We don't talk a lot on the phone. We have mm-hmm. a lot of texting and it's not just texting like, yes, no, it's like entire conversations over mm-hmm. text. And so if you think about the nature of like the, cir- you guys know that movie, Meet the Falkers, we have the circle of trust, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. closest in your circle, you might be talking to them at least these days. And so I get the higher level conversations have to be voice to voice sometimes, but you might want to just look for opportunities where there's certain clients who feel more comfortable with text. And mm-hmm. if you get practice with communicating in an efficient way in text or DM, it, it really, that's what they want. What do you think about the voice texting features that almost every phone has now where I can, is that just d- defeats the purpose because they can't listen to it in the meeting they're in? Yeah, it, it depends on the client. So, so I went through the Love first that. year, I, I hated voice to text yeah. because right, I hated it because I couldn't multitask. And then I realized I shouldn't be reading their message while I was doing something else anyway. And now, <laughs> 
And now I find it really efficient because I have so many inbound messages during the day. I can't call everybody back. And it's a really fast way. Someone yeah. will say, Hey, you got five minutes to talk. And my answer is like, no, I don't. Cause I know who they are. And I'm, no, no, no. So you I'm know. just like, and it's never hey. five minutes. I'm like, drop me an audio message because yeah. that forces That's true. them. That works. Yeah. Get okay, do, do we have time? Can I give you a really little like adjacent tip from this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So at the beginning of COVID, I shifted to doing all of my listing appointments over zoom. Great. I still do some of them over Zoom because I realized that the sellers don't actually want to meet me. They just want to know their house is going to sell for the most amount of money. Short, right. right? So like, we'll do it over Zoom. Yes. It's fine. When I get to someone's house and I have them give me a tour of the house, it would take forever sometimes because they like to show it off. What I did over Zoom, I was like, hey, before we get on Zoom, will you walk me around, give me a little video tour and just text me the video so I can see what your house looks like? I would get this one minute video, a one and a half minute video that used to take 15 minutes to walk around. Yes. They don't want to, same thing with audio messages. Yeah, right? They yeah. don't want to waste their time. So they're like, they'll get real concerned. All right, here's the bottom line. You're like, cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. But a phone call would have been 10 minutes. It's like a yeah. stand up meeting versus like a sit down meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I would That's- say though, if I'm going to have like, I a hundred percent agree with you and that is good. If you, if it does require a conversation, but you don't have time, that's a better way to have a voice to voice is mm-hmm. this. But I think that many people tend to under communicate. Mm-hmm. And so I think just any communication is better than like probably what you're already doing, which is not probably not enough. Yeah, yeah but depending on, on your role, depending on your role, if they under communicate, so when you're saying like most agents under communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. But like, if I'm on the other side of it, if someone's under communicating, I'm not going to let them, I'm going to keep asking questions in a pleasantly persistent way to, to get the communication out. Like that's, that's really what I feel like one of my roles is in doing real estate for 20 years. Something I'm, I'm pretty good at is knowing how to ask questions and like right. if, if not every agent is going to be on the other side of the deal is going to be as experienced as you are. Right. You, you need to know how to guide them through and ask questions and like get out the information you need to get out. Yeah. But That's answering true. like answering questions before they're asked too. like, yeah. there was a point and I don't remember what year it was, but I was like, Oh, if my clients are calling me, asking me questions, that means I haven't reached out to them. Mm-hmm. So if my clients are calling me, I'm like, Oh, I get so angry. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like I need to be <laughs> reaching out More to proactive. Yeah. You know? So, so the next episode you guys should do, is should have an expert on, on self-acceptance. <laughs> Cause if you get that angry, every time your client calls you, you must be so frustrated <laughs> all the time. I'm always angry. It's been a long 20 years. Yeah. Right. Well, just, I heard, Oh God, I'm sorry. Real quick. I heard a tip, a communication tip that make uh, applies in, in our agent world, which is tell them what you're going to do, do it. And then tell them that you did it. And yeah. I think we forget that last part so often. Especially you know, we do these things we promise. We're good people. We did them mostly. And we forgot to circle back. And that's the that's the piece that gets the greatest satisfaction out of the relationship. And we just don't do it. So, so yeah. that's where, before you wrap this up, that's where text comes in. Because yeah. when someone sees it in writing, they can refer back because they forget. They're like, oh, you did yeah. do this thing. Oh, Versus if you say it out loud, it's great too. If you want to like immediately go into an organic conversation and get a referral, that's great too. But having it in text is like, oh, they can, it scratches that anxiety itch of like, oh, it's done. And I've got right. written proof that it's done. Mm-hmm. Right. Love like that. It's Jesse, fun. you're so real and good. We love it. This is good stuff. Practical stuff. I, I really. A lot more than three tips. Yeah. I told you I'd work them in. If if people want more of this stuff, by the way, I mean, I can tell them the site to check out. Like, so, yes, so please. Um, the, the website I run, it's called the agent collective, the agent collective.com. It's just got 
podcasts and shows and trainings. And again, some of it's on digital communication. Some of it's just on, it's all for real estate agents. It's just yeah. a bunch of free training content. So anyone can check it out, theagentcollective.com and they can hit me up on any social platform if they can spell it's, my last name. Which so I good. We've, we've seen you on stage a number of times and you um, always have great tips for us. Thanks for being with us on the Fight Club today. I think this is going to have to wrap up our battle today. Jen, I agree. Yes. And if you're an agent and you want to find out how to partner with Monica and I, so we can help you grow your business, make more money and have more time freedom, please call or text me today. 513-400-1691. All right. I think they should, they should, they should text you, Jen, but call Monica. It sounds like. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. That was the perfect little bow on this (laughs) session. Very good. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.